Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This is John Sane here, half of the Expansive Podcast, sitting on a farm uh, very far away from all civilization, Still. which I think is quite a great thing at the moment. Wait, I haven't introduced you yet, Eric. Come on, man. Where's your protocol? Um, yeah, I'm still on the farm. Yes, there's, there's no leaving here, bro. What do you mean? I'm not allowed to leave. Uh, on the other side, I have uh, Eric uh, living in a New York loft uh, uh, Kruger with his new background on the Zoom call. Hello, Eric. How are you? Listen, I have a quick spot test for you. What day is it? Blurry day. <laughs> Blur's day. It's Blur's day. What do you mean? It's, it's again, it's Friday. I made a post um, pretty much last week, Friday, that felt like yesterday that said, how come every time I open my eyes, it's Friday? And here yeah. we are again. It's Friday. So, uh, yeah. What's up with you, Eric? How's lockdown in Johannesburg? Yeah, things are going well, dude. Um, I'm always so, it's always interesting because we, we're like, cool, we record at 11 and then we get to 12 o'clock and then we start recording our podcast. <laughs> and I'm always so encouraged. Um once we've had a bit of a chat and have spoken about the different ways that we are going about lockdown and we get to learn from each other and how we are evolving our craft in this time. And I'm really excited to see it, a lot of the things that you are coming up with. So yeah, I'm Thanks. actually, I'm, I'm, feel, I'm in a good space, you know, yeah. I'm feeling good today. Yeah. Um, how's things on your side? Yeah, good. I think, you know, ups and downs, um, getting, getting really comfortable with the fact that I live on a farm now. It's not like I'm visiting a farm mm. and I live on a farm. Very big difference. <laughs> and so, yeah, just like getting used to that. You know, I saw yeah. somebody post on social media the other day. I've got a full cupboard of clothes, but I keep wearing the same five things over and over and over. And that's me. <laughs> Cause I mean, I live up in the top of the mountains. I've got these two woolen pants I bought in, uh, in Dubai. Um, and I still, I wear them every day because mm. it's, just, it's cold. And then I have a pair of boots that are winter boots because that's what I have to wear. So mm. yeah, just getting used to those new things, you know, and, uh, living life this way, which is great, but also picking up on a lot of sort of, uh, I've started a, a breathwork workshop. I've started a new meditation process. I've, so I'm, I'm also experimenting with the extra time that I have on my hands to do a sort of, uh, deeper reflection. Mm. That's where I'm at. For the so look, for the today first we're going to be weeks. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Um, I, I wore a, a bunch of different outfits um, until it went all into the washing, and like neither Dan or I do any ironing. So now you just grab what's at the top, <laughs> and then yeah. you put a, a jacket on over that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've actually gone into a couple of webinars, and I start off by saying, um, "I don't know about you guys, but I'm not wearing pants." <laughs> and so everybody's like, what? What do you mean? Like, like, it's just a joke. This is what's going on these days. Okay, so let's get to today's... Uh, I'm excited for today's uh, episode because it's um, sort of highlighting your speciality. And I mean, your speciality when I met you was around coaching and leadership and executive coaching. And that's now evolved into developing hybrid teams. And uh, in fact, it was team coaching. And then now that we've gone into this COVID-19, it's gone into hybrid coaching. Mm. And you've really got yourself into the space where helping organizations develop this new concept of distributed work and not remote work. And so I've been watching your posts and obviously speaking to you offline. I, I know how much effort and how much um, sort of passion you have for understanding how these teams need to start working and the sort of amazing tools that you're developing around helping people develop this. And so we're going to dive in today about your latest research and your latest sort of tips and tats around this concept of the new modern team that needs to be built. So over to you, and I'm going to be asking a bunch of questions as we mm. go through this. 
Amazing, dude. Thank you for that intro. And I think um, it's actually a really good place to start with what you just mentioned regarding remote work versus distributed work. And where this was sort of pinged for me the very first time was one of the Basecamp guys, it was either Jason Fried or DHH, I'm not quite sure, but one of them said that uh, they prefer distributed work to remote work because remote work implies that there's still a central office. But what I've come to realize in working with or speaking to many teams is that moving forward, it's very likely that there will still be a central office somewhere. There will be an office, I don't know, you know, perhaps in one location or smaller offices in many locations. But I don't think we're quite getting rid of that because people want to still meet up and get together. But so keeping that in mind that we are still going to have physical spaces, I still think we should move away from the term remote work because what it implies is that the people who are working in HQ in the physical space has more pull, more power. They are the central component and we are the remote component. So I still think we need to move away from it because a distributed team means distributed power. And if you're working at the office or if you're working at home, it doesn't really make a difference. The second reason why I think we should move away from that term is because the term remote might further just play to this idea that we are isolated. Because when you are remote, you are far away, you are removed, you are separate, you are remote from other people doing the work. So I think it's a really good starting point actually for this conversation look say, i, I want to add to that mm. yeah sorry sorry but go i want to add to that that work is not a place you go to it's something you do exactly and that's also been popping up for me as a line is that look it's not about traveling somewhere it's about just doing what you need to do you know based on a new set of metrics that you want to measure mm. so i mean in my, in my book future next i'm talking about the future of work quite a lot and i've been researching around this concept that in fact, it was in 1566 or something like that, that the Medici family in Italy set up their first office um, because they wanted to show how wealthy they were becoming and how they were growing. So it was a status symbol. Mm. And those status symbols have kept us moving to a place of having to travel to rather than what we're actually doing. Mm. And so in this new world, your status needs to be measured differently. You know? So yeah, carry on. And you know what's funny is that telecommuting has been a thing since the 1950s. Like, now we're getting to, like, ah, oh, distributed work, it's the future, like, it's this new thing. Yeah. It's been around since the 1950s. Yeah. It's just now that <laughs> yeah. we're actually starting to embrace it. And right, right. I, I, I agree with you say, you know, I heard someone say the other day that um, remote or distributed work first means I go home and I work with my laptop. Then it means I can work from anywhere then it means we can hire from anywhere. And I think that's yeah. part of the evolution that people are just going to go through, you know, yeah. is that it's, it's something we do. It's not a place, which means we can do it from anywhere. And I mean, there's such power in that. But anyway, what I wanted to share with you is, um, a few things. So I, I was on this virtual HR summit earlier in the week and I, I wanted to make the point that what you are currently experiencing as a distributed team is not what you're going to be experiencing um, as a distributed team coming out of a pandemic. And so you can't benchmark distributed work against what you're currently experiencing because there's been some teams that have done really well and there's been some teams that have been really struggling. And what you have to keep in mind is that you are a distributed team working during a global pandemic. And that makes a difference. And it makes a difference in three different areas. The first is that we had to be extremely responsive to what happened. So you picked up your laptop, you went home, you started working. You didn't have any structure. 
or any process. And coming out of lockdown and, and when you decide that this is going to be a long-term strategy, those are the things that you're going to start putting in place. You're going to say, well, mm. how do we become a bit more deliberate about the work we do? And you're going to go from non-deliberate action to recreating the office online to um, adapting to the medium. And that's the opportunity that you have. So don't think that this reactive state that you are in persists. Is it? Yeah, it stops. Yeah. And then you create structure. Yeah. The second yeah. thing is that currently people are, are emotionally very volatile, right? Like up one day, down the next day, up in the morning, down in the afternoon, up like in the beginning of the morning, down in the later part of the morning. Okay, so, enough, enough already. I got it. I got it. Am I making the point? Yeah. <laughs> Up at 801, yeah, down okay. at 802. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. And obviously what that's doing is it's really affecting team morale. And when I'm in that flux, I don't want to spend time mm. trying to make work better. I'm just trying to get through my day. So yeah, you can imagine okay. post-pandemic, when we are having more up days again and there's more emotional stability for us, that I'm going to have the capacity to engage with you and say, how do we make this better? And then the mm. third thing is that organizations have gone into survival mode. And it's quite okay, yeah. I think, for organizations to be in survival mode and to start thinking, well, how do we just get through it for now so that we can fight tomorrow? But when we are in that mode, the things that we do are very different to the things that we do when we are playing to win. And so you can't think that you are in survival mode and you are doing distributed work while in survival mode and that this is the optimal way of doing things. Because yeah, in survival mode, leadership, yeah. innovation, collaboration, all of it takes all a knock. Different. All of it takes yeah. a knock. So coming out of this, when we are playing to win again, we'll have the capacity to say to to lead better, to collaborate better, and to look for ways of improving those kind of things. So wow. very good. I think it's really worthwhile like keeping that in mind, right? Because this needs to be a long-term commitment from everyone involved. And I I truly believe the future is hybrid teams. That like that is it. You know, you can either you can go back to the office. Actually, I'll make this distinction. I've seen three groups of teams emerge during this time. The first group are the guys who never thought about distributed work. They were forced to go home and to go and do distributed work and they hate it because they want to go back to the, to the way things were. They've really struggled during this time. They've all been in a holding pattern. There's been no improvement in the way they've done things. The second team or group of teams are the guys who never thought about distributed work, but now that they've been exposed to it, they've actually seen some of the benefit to it. They starting to think, well, cool. Maybe we don't need a 300 K per month lease for a building. Um, we can actually be effective and productive using this, this method of working. And so it's opened up their eyes and they're starting to think, well, maybe this is a long-term thing that we can implement. But the teams who have really excelled during this time are the guys who have made what I call the first transition. And what this means is they were the guys who before lockdown were already thinking we should try this distributed work model. They were already thinking that virtual teams are a good option. And what that means yeah. is that mentally they made the transition yeah. before their teams had to make the transition. Well and, dude, I think that's a really important point to make because coming out of this, if you have made the decision that this is going to be a long-term thing for your organization, what is the story that you're going to tell about your team? 
is it going to be that we were forced into lockdown, but at some point we made the decision because we saw that this was a better way of doing work and we made the active decision that this is how we're going to build the future? Or is distributed work going to be a remnant of a forced change, a pandemic that, that forced you to work this way? You see where I'm going? Like, is it going to be a part of your legacy or is it going to be yeah. you creating a new way of doing things? Yeah. Very good. Very so good. I think it, I think it's really important for, for every leader to step back and, and reframe this for the entire organization. That, so do you think this is, a, this is this across all sectors, Eric? You know, it's very difficult to, to say. I think wherever knowledge work is involved, obviously. Um, yeah. but you know, Many organizations can't pivot to this, uh, where they do have to still have a physical presence. And that's okay. But if that's the case, uh, you know, there are always going to be people in an organization who can work remotely and those who can't. Right. Okay. So okay. I, I do think that every organization can have a form of hybridization. Right. Yeah. Okay. Great. So, okay. <clears throat> what do you, what do you think about this first transition? Cause I, I think it's an important thing for people to do. Like, don't be the victim because that's, that's what happens essentially. If you stay um, in the state of mind that distributed work is just something as a consequence of the pandemic, you are always a victim to it. Oh, well, I mean, look, let's not talk about victim and victor <laughs> mindsets. I, I content, consistently talk about these things. And that's why I love it because, again – we're proving to the fact that if you are already in an adaptable mindset, you've already won and you're already on your way. Mm. If you're holding on to the past and you're rigid in the way you're thinking and you're waiting for this to get over so you can get back to your miserable life, what the hell? That's the whole point of this is that, mm. you know, you're not even willing to be more adaptable. And it's an unfortunate thing because there are some things, I think some people are just adverse to change. And that is very difficult for them to take on board and they become very rigid in the small world that they lived in. And so, look, again, mm. of course, transition phase is the beginning of everything. It's not even just teams. It's, you know, I would even go one step further, Eric, and say, what is your team supposed to be solving now? Mm. Because it's not just about taking what the solving, what you were doing pre-COVID. It's like, do you have to solve something new and build new capabilities around your team? And mm. so, yes, and I think that's why you and I, we, we, you know, we set up that strategic advisory is that say, look, I'll give you the direction and you come in and build the new team capabilities because mm. you're talking about the structure of the team. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. But what problem are we solving? Mm. And so like you and I, uh, what, what, how are we now bringing about new solutions to the world we are living in right now and post COVID-19? So, so yes. Of course, transitions first. But if you haven't made the transition, then have you even asked the question of, should I be solving a new problem? Mm. Who's my new client? What mm. do they want to do? And ultimately, the best way to tell whether you're in the right place or not is how much profit are you making? Because if you're not solving <coughs> new problems, you're just not going to be having any profitability. Mm. Mm. Listen, I think spot on. Um, and that's what many teams are missing at the moment is they're still solving old world problems. So if we, if we go back to, exactly. yeah, if we go back to the levels, right? So that's kind of the thing that I wanted to conclude on for the session was, yeah, we previously spoke about the levels that teams have to go through. So you start with non-deliberate action, then you get to recreating the office, but online, and then you get to adapting to the medium. 
And I've since yes. come to the idea that those are really the three levels. Like, I think the original model has like six levels. I think those are the three levels. And everything else is just a variation of that. It's just a, a, yes. a level of that. So here's what teams need to do. You need to identify where, where you find yourself. Are you being non-deliberate? Are you recruiting the offspot online? Or are you adapting to the medium? Yes. And based on that, you need to be asking yourself a certain set of questions. So I'm just going to like give you an idea of the kind of question that you might want to ask at each level. So when you yeah. are at level one and you are doing non-deliberate action, I think just to get you started in adapting to the new medium, you simply need to ask, what can we do better as a team? Like that's, yeah. and these are very rudimentary questions. They aren't supposed to be extremely strategic or extremely um, yeah. tactical. They are simply meant to get you moving in a direction. And so if you've been non-deliberate, the best thing I can get you to do is to become more deliberate. And the first question to ask is, what can we be doing better? And let's start identifying things and then start working towards them. They don't have to be high level. They don't have to be working on big problems yet. Just start improving team dynamics, meetings, whatever it may be. When you get to the second level and you've you've migrated to distributed work and you are creating the office but online, the question to do there is actually to almost measure how many of the old artifacts are still part of our team operating system. And that's quite an interesting way, I think, of approaching it, is to almost create an inventory mm. of what are we doing exactly the way we did before and create a list. Office hours, meetings, um, the way we communicate is like maybe it's sporadic all over the show. We we haven't started um, working asynchronously. We still have to you know speak to the person every single time or when we DM, we want an immediate response. Whatever the case may be, you create an inventory and then over time you start whittling this down and you start crossing things off and you say, well, cool, let's talk about meetings for the next two weeks. How do we reimagine meetings? That then moves you to level three, where you are now adapting to the medium. And when you get to adapting to the medium, I think the question then becomes, well, how do we do better again? Or perhaps, how do we use what we've learned to start solving bigger problems? Or how do we do to solve a new problem? And again, like, of course, these aren't exclusively, like, you could, you could easily go from a level one, may maybe to like level three, thinking immediately of how you want to redo things. But what I wanted to give you with these three questions were just a very easy entry-level approach yes. to each of those different levels. Yeah, look, I mean, yeah, I, I guess there's obviously more depth to all of these things. For sure. And that's what you write about and that's what you research and that's what you workshop. So, yeah, I mean, every time I talk to you about these things, I learn so much about it. Um, I think it's an incredible skill and I think also it's an outlier skill that you've been developing for so long and then all of a sudden we're in COVID. Yeah. And so now it's becoming even more important than ever before is to build these things. So look, I mean, I, we never punt our businesses on you, but I really do urge people to get in touch with you to uh, help them have strategy sessions with them just to figure out the new structure of what it could look like and what it should look like to bring about more efficiency and uh, bringing about more solutions to your customers ultimately mm. in the most efficient way. Yeah, I think that's that. all changed. Um, I launched a new keynote today called Design and Deploy Distributed Teams. So nice. It's I like the three D's, okay. and you know I like naming things that uh, that sound good. No, you don't, Eric. <laughs> you, Eric. Eric Kruger, eighty-seven titles behind his name. Uh, the domain owner of the twentieth century. 
So we lost John there at the end. Uh, our connection hasn't been great today, and I'm sure many of you experienced this as well. As always, thank you for coming along on this journey. We really hope that you enjoyed the podcast. If you did and you would like to leave a rating or a review, we'd much appreciate that. Otherwise, take care. Until next week. Ciao.